Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Bing. Bing. And then there it is. All right. And I think we're good everywhere. Okay. Guys, right. welcome to the Wolf Den Podcast. How you doing? It's it's been a day. You've had a day? Today, uh not me, but a lot happened. <laughs> a lot happened today. Yeah. I woke up and there was there was a lot. There, there was things left lot. and right, yeah. A lot's been been going down. I so I was a little scared. <laughs> but we'll we'll get into that. Yes. Um Anyway, uh, what what are we? I didn't even look at the document. Uh-huh. I just knew that the top story is going to be Yuzu's getting sued. Right. What else even is there? Before we get into that, I need you to do me a favor. Okay. Can you just give me my camera real quick? I'd like to address the nation. Okay. Okay. Uh, just let me know when you're ready. All right, I'm on. Okay. Hello, my fellow Americans. This February, the good people at Sony have graced us with the ability to download Rollerdrome for free with your PlayStation Plus subscription. This week is the final week to claim Rollerdrome as part of your PlayStation Plus subscription. Whether you are the essential member, meaning you're the cheap guys, whether you're the premium, or whether you're the whatever they call the top tier one, the rich people. No matter which version of PlayStation Plus you have, please make sure to download Rollerdrome the best game of the last five years. A lot of people have slept on it. I will not be one of those people to let it just go away quietly into the night. It is a game that must be played and you as an American citizen or wherever you're from, I don't know, we have a big we have a big audience in the UK. I know that. English speaking so countries. All you Brits out there, we saved your ass from World War II and <laughs> now we're telling you to download Rollerdrome as part of your PlayStation Plus description. Also, fuck Sony for laying off all those people. Thank you. <laughs> I am going to the PlayStation Store right now because <laughs> I did not download it. I well, I was in the office yesterday at my nine mm-hmm. to five, and I made my boss download it. Oh my god! In front of me. <laughs> also, I made the title wrong on Twitch. Sorry, guys. I fixed it. It's updated. Okay. Not that anybody cares because they, the, no, the notifications already borked. Um. Anyway, yes, I'm going to the web to the Sony <laughs> website right now to download it. Uh, I need to see you download it. No, you don't. <laughs> I, what are the chances it's going to actually download to my PlayStation? Those is, is the real question. You know, I've had success with that. You want to know what I have? It not works ha- awesome on Xbox. You want to know what I have not had success with? Trying to do that with Steam, like hitting uh, download on my phone mm-hmm. and then downloading to my Steam Deck. That oh. doesn't work for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've had oh. I've had that issue too. 
I also just noticed uh, I was watching um, what's his face, the guy who called out Linus Tech Tips. Oh, the long hair. Gamers, Gamers Nexus. Nexus, yes. He did a whole long video about the OLED Steam Deck, and I only got like five minutes into it. Yeah, uh, his but videos are long. The, one of the first things he says is that the uh, OLED Steam Deck has an issue with uh, noise on the headphone jack. Okay. And I was like, wait, I did, I do have that issue. I do have <laughs> noise, and I, I like didn't realize that it wasn't yeah. just my headphones. I wasn't being crazy. Uh, anyway. What what are, are we talking about today? Okay, for realsies, what are we talking about today? We do have a pack show today. We got the Nintendo Yuzu lawsuit. Uh, Emu Deck called out one of us. Uh, <laughs> we won't say who. Uh, we have the Nintendo Direct news. We have um, the Pokemon presents that happened today. I I've been kicked. I've been kicked off of PlayStation Plus. <gasps> I think I got the premium a whole year ago. Yeah, and you just you just missed it. Uh, I probably. Yeah, yeah, I probably. I gotta be honest. I'm almost positive it got roller drone somewhere else. It's on. I know I'm it's on just, Game Pass. I'm not just saying this. I so know that you on, don't reach across and murder Pass. me right now. I know it's on Game Pass, and I know I've said you have no excuse not to play it. So okay, okay. It's also on Game Pass, my fellow Americans and Brits, who asked we saved in World War Two. <laughs> uh, all right, we got Emu Deck. We got yes. uh, Nintendo Direct. That's, that's so long ago. I know. I right figured we just breeze through it. And there's some things that like relate to the Nintendo Direct and other news topics. Okay. Well, we, we do up. need to talk about the rare and, and the rare stuff. Yes. Xbox podcast is still crossed out. It is. I'm just going to exit out. Uh, oh, yeah. I have the uh, Microsoft does confirm the games that they're going to make third party. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So. That's in there. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, okay. Okay. And then, uh, that, that's, that's yeah. other stuff. We got other stuff. Yes. Oh, and everybody's been telling me about the 3DS Virtual Boy emulator. I'm going to move that up. Yeah. Because that's some news I would like to talk about. We'll, we'll put that all the way up. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's start with the yuzu lawsuit okay now i don't want to read through the whole lawsuit oh, you we put got, the we got, actual lawsuit in there i put the actual lawsuit in there i don't want to read through the whole court document because we do have the whole mm -hmm. court document um so what i did was i asked chat gpt to summarize it <gasps> so this is what chat gpt says the lawsuit between Nintendo of America and Tropic Haze LLC. That's the name of the, I guess, company. Right. Why are they a company? <laughs> that's the name of the company that, that makes Yuzu. Makes Yuzu. Yuzu, yeah. if you don't know, is a Nintendo Switch emulator. Is the most popular Nintendo Switch emulator. Mm -hmm. It's how you could play Nintendo Switch games on other platforms that you probably shouldn't be playing Nintendo Switch games on. Uh, ChatGPT says the lawsuit between Nintendo of America and Tropic Haze LLC revolves around allegations of trademark infringement, unfair competition, and false designation of origin. Nintendo claims that Tropic Haze's sale of products such as vaping cartridges and e-liquids features featuring designs similar to Nintendo's copyrighted characters such as Mario, Luigi, and Toad infringes upon Nintendo's intellectual property rights. Uh, Nintendo argues that Tropic Haze's actions create confusion among consumers and dilute the distinctiveness of Nintendo's trademarks. Obviously, that is not at all what the yeah, I was going to say. That's just... <laughs> that's just... It, it, it just completely fucked yeah. that up. 
Uh, I guess it saw Tropic Haze and was like, oh, this sounds uh, like a like a vape thing. Yeah. So it just did that. Anyway, uh, that's obviously not what it's about. Right. Uh, oh, The Verge put an article about it. Go, go to The Verge article, right. please. Uh, if you've ever seen a Steam Deck playing a Legend of Zelda game, chances are you were seeing the Uzu emulator at work. Now Nintendo has sued the developer of Uzu in U.S. federal court with the intent of squashing it for good. In the lawsuit spotted by Steven Totillo, Nintendo alleges that Yuzu violates the anti-circumvention and anti-trafficking provisions of the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, DMCA, as well as accusing the creators of, the, of copyright infringement. It alleges... Yuzu is primarily designed to circumvent several layers of Nintendo Switch encryption so its users can play copyrighted Nintendo games. The company is not only asking for the courts to stop Yuzu in its tracks with a permanent injunction, it also wants to take away its domain names, URLs, chat rooms, and social media presence. Um, Handyuzu.emu.org over to Nintendo. Um, and even seize and destroy its hard drives to wipe out the emulator. Oh, and Nintendo wants a lot of money in damages as well. Are emulators legal? Well, yes and no. Uh, while there's while there's legal precedent that suggests it's okay to reverse engineer a console and develop an emulator that uses none of the company's source code, those cases are roughly a quarter a century of a century old or more. It gets trickier when we're talking about multiple layers of modern encryption and the copyrighted BIOSes that Yuzu and other modern emulators require to run. Okay, let, let's just talk through the rest of yeah. it because we know enough about this. It's yeah. Basically, the, Nintendo's like, hey, uh, y uh, cut the shit. We're yeah. shutting you down. Uh, this makes sense because uh, Yuzu is uh, a current generation emulator. Right. It, it, it's emulating a, a current generation console, uh, which always felt... It always feels weird. I even yeah. t I, last week I tweeted, "Hey, are there any developers out there who would actually be comfortable with me showing their game running through Yuzu?" Yeah, because uh, I feel obligated to try Yuzu on different devices that I have, mm -hmm. and uh, I always just use Nintendo games because other people show themselves playing indie games like Hollow Knight and Celeste right. and stuff. Because those run really good on Yuzu through other devices. Like, mm -hmm. I'm sure they would run good on the, uh, what do you call this? Retroid Pocket 4 yeah. Pro. Uh, I'm sure a game like Hollow Knight would run good on here through the Yuzu right. emulator. But that feels weird. It feels yeah. re weird to be like, hey, instead of buying Hollow Knight, download it in Yuzu and yeah. play it. That feels weird. Uh, it feels, I'm a lot more comfortable talking about that stuff when it comes to games that are not currently available. Right. Um. So I asked, hey, are there any uh, developers that are comfortable uh, me playing their game on Yuzu? Not a single developer said anything. Yeah. Because they're understandably not comfortable <laughs> right. with that. Yeah. Um, or even having the conversation. Even yeah. having the conversation is scary. Because yeah, because it opens up a huge can of worms. Like, they're going to lose revenue with their game being on an emulator and it's going to, even if they were okay with it, it invokes the wrath of Nintendo, yeah. a major partner for them who could kick them off the platform. Yeah. So tech Nanner in the chat says maybe homebrew people. I did also say homebrew people. Um, I looked up Yuzu homebrew and there's really nothing. There's yeah. some stuff that is like way like low powered, like stuff. There's like, I think a game boy advance emulator that runs through Yuzu. Uh -huh. There's what, there's a game that looks like, a shitty space invaders like it's it's not 
it's not good yeah it's it's not good um but anyway we've talked about the legality of emulation in the past uh there's a guy moon channel who has great videos on the legality of, of emulation um but what we've concluded pretty much is that the precedent that was set long ago was the sony lawsuits the two sony yeah. lawsuits there was the one on bleem and then there was another one yeah um and those pretty much uh said that the bios is able to be copied that's not copyrightable let me just pull up the the verge article again because it said I ha I, it says nintendo doesn't allege that yuzu includes yeah. any such keys which is the the bios because you do when you set up yuzu you have to provide your own prod keys yeah. or, or whatever um Yuzu takes a bring-your-own BIOS approach, expecting users to either lift their own BIOSes off and keys off a hacked Nintendo Switch using a loophole that Nintendo eliminated in newer models, or more likely, download a pirated one. Mm -hmm. So instead, Nintendo's arguing that Yuzu is knowingly facilitating piracy at a console scale. Uh, so the previous precedents that uh, were set with the PlayStation stuff seems to make people believe that uh emulators have legal precedent to be around like there, there's no real uh, uh reason why a company would win a lawsuit like this. right but i think that over 20 years have gone by things are a lot different now and i yeah. think that big corporations have a lot more legal leeway yeah i think they, they have a lot more power to bully their way into getting things done their way yeah i think that back then uh courts had a lot less tech savvy mm -hmm. and I mean, they still don't but they still don't but they have more now yeah and they were a lot more willing to side with the smaller people mm -hmm. uh and now that's not the case now now it's it's i'm terrified what this could do yeah i mean taking down yuzu is one thing but we've also seen nintendo go after emulator sites mm like sites that sell the, that not, not sell but like offer the roms to their history of games and have those get taken down so this could open up the door for nintendo to go after even more emulation sites emulation developers even you know companies like analog and hyperkin who make a retro consoles designed to play older games mm -hmm. they could potentially even put them in danger because it's yeah. another way of you know it's another it's another way of you know getting their copyrighted material out there not done by nintendo yeah if they are able to win a case like this it could set a precedent that uh emulators aren't legal or that uh bioses even aren't legal anymore yeah. uh and you could just because analog put out the uh cores for Game Boy Advance and Game Boy and right. stuff. They, they did it under a pseudonym, but it could be very easily traced back. Yeah. Um, so they could they could be taken down in that way. There's a lot of different ways that Nintendo could use to take down all of these other emerging yeah. technologies and all of these other software companies and stuff. Um, one of the scariest things in this lawsuit, which is why I brought up the whole lawsuit document, is that they're arguing that Yuzu made it so that people can play tears of the kingdom early mm -hmm. and that made it that made promotion a lot harder 
and made people not want to look at Twitter. Stealth, our buddy Stealth is mm -hmm. here. They put him in the court document. <laughs> and his tweet says, Tears of the Kingdom leaked, so there are new screenshots floating around. I've waited four plus years for the game. We are so close to release. I'm trying so hard not to see anything. It's a shame this regularly happens for big games. And then here's more tweets that they put wow. in the court document. So I, and then there's Discord uh, stuff. Yeah. I looked at that and I was like, oh no, I got to make sure nobody I know is yeah. in the Discord document. But they're not above... Uh, Going after creators either. They went after Point Crow last year. Yeah. Uh, and and that that's not going to... I mean, those are just DMCAs. They're not yeah. going to... They, but they do threaten legal action. Mm -hmm. um, they could uh, do a lot. And, and it's, it's, it's scary. This worries me for more than one reason. The biggest one is that uh, I talk about emulators on the yeah. channel. <laughs> that they could absolutely go after me. Um, but... What I'm worried most about is that uh, Nintendo could, you know, take this down. Mm -hmm. uh, they could win this, and then nothing stopping them from from reaching further. Yeah. Um. I'm worried about the mod scene. I'm worried about mm. uh, the preservation scene for for older stuff that isn't currently available. Yeah. Uh, or isn't easily available for people to play. Uh, I'm worried about all of that stuff because it, it it's uh it you're going to give them too much power and, and we're going to have less tools at our disposal to, yeah. to enjoy the stuff that we, that we have. Yeah. Uh, and it opens the door for other companies to do it as well. Yeah. It allows Sony to go out and do it. It allows Microsoft to go out and do it. Um, we've already seen like Capcom has already come out and said they are very anti-mod already. Yeah. So if Nintendo, if this lawsuit goes Nintendo's way, you know, that could lead Capcom to come out and use the legal force to shut down mods of their games. I'm, I think that <clears throat> the mod scene and, and in some way emulation, but more so the mod scene needs to have some sort of, uh, right to repair tie in. Mm -hmm. And it's not like right to repair is doing good either. It is. And it isn't. It's winning like small cases here and there, but a lot of the bills that are passed are like kind of useless in a way. They're kind of like letting, uh, like the big companies are kind of just letting people have small wins, you yeah. know, but there's no legal ground. There's no legal precedent. Yeah. And, uh, without that, the big companies are always going to be able to bully the small people who don't have the money to fight back. Yeah. So that's why I'm terrified about, uh, the mod scene, uh, the emulation community. I'm already scared for that's yeah. kind of, uh, we're kind of screwed there. I mean, it makes sense for something like Yuzu because it's a current generation console that they're emulating, mm -hmm. but uh, they could reach further and go for 3DS and DS and then yeah. reach even further back. Um, so that is scary. I, I like having something on my computer that allows me to fuck around with old games mm -hmm. that I own in a way that uh, I couldn't before. Well, even games, I own it, so I should be able to mess around with it. Even games that you don't own that are no longer in circulation anymore. And there yeah. are a lot of games like that. There are a lot of games that are you just cannot get. Yeah. Like, period. We used to, The old example used to be GoldenEye, but now I can think of, like, Eternal Darkness on the GameCube. That was a, that was a highly regarded game back in the day, and you can't get it and play it anywhere yeah. right now. It was a Nintendo first-party game. It was their first M-rated game, 
And if you want to play it, you have to track down a GameCube copy that sells for hundreds of dollars. Yeah. I think that archive.org needs to be protected in some mm -hmm. way because with that, um, there needs to be protections put in place in some, some way. Yeah. And I don't, I have, I'm completely at a loss on how, how yeah. to do that because our, our, uh, system is so complicated. Yeah. Um, also cited in the do court documents is, uh, the Yuzu Patreon, which is, I think pretty damning. Yeah. Uh, earl earlier in the podcast, we said, that's crazy that Yuzu is, has incorporated. A, is incorporated. Like that's kind of, you know, yeah. Seems like you're trying to make a profit. And if they have a pay and a lot of emulators have a Patreon and I understand they need to work on the emulator, but you cannot profit off of it because you're damning yourself. Yeah. You're putting your, you're, you're, you're putting yourself at the, in the front end of piracy. Yeah. Uh, it's the same thing that got point point crow. He, he got, uh, the reason his thing had no grounds was because he paid somebody to make the mods. And yeah. that means somebody profited off of the, the mods. Um, so this is why Yuzu is getting sued now. Because if they didn't have a Patreon, it might have been harder for Nintendo to do this. Yeah. But uh, having proof that you make money off of it is not, is not, a, not a good look. Uh, so if you're going to be working on an emulator in the future... You better do it out of the kindness of your heart. Yeah. <laughs> Not for profit. Um, so this is bad news for, for Yuzu, which was the most popular Nintendo Switch emulator and probably the best one to use on mm -hmm. all platforms. But uh, it's still Ryu Jinx. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how well that's been going. I haven't really touched it in a while. Uh, Skyline got a cease and desist, which is on Android. And they, com they got so scared, they just dropped completely. Yeah. Uh, so... The last, next one's Ryu Jinx, and I'd like to hear what they what they think. Um. Anyway, I'm gonna read notifications because I forgot to do it at the top of the show. Funyuns are tasty. Thanks for the twelve months. I had a great gym trip today. Eight hundred and thirty eight pounds at the leg press for seven. You're you're eight hundred and thirty eight pounds. <laughs> no wonder you like Funyuns so much. Yeah, lay off the Funyuns. Thrill House, thanks for the 31 months. 31 months, that's a lot of Dunkachinos. <laughs> DJ Skeletor, thanks for the five gifted subs. Uh, Dano Mac, thanks for the 14 months. Happy anniversary to us, Bob. Happy anniversary. N64 Boss, thanks for gifting a sub. 13X Gaming, thanks for the sub. And Mackenzie, thanks for the 20 months. Uh, Sir Graphic Tufter says the lawsuit seems to be partially about illegally obtained cryptographic keys. Yeah, those are the prod keys that we yeah. were talking about earlier. Um, yeah, I, I think it's well known and easily argued that most of the people who are using those are not using are not obtaining them through legitimate means. Because mm -hmm. um, it's just so much harder to get them legitimately. Yeah. Um, also, they're arguing that the big argument here is that Yuzu allows uh people to play a stolen game yeah uh, and they and they have like examples of recent releases and examples of yuzu updating their software to play the recent releases some of which aren't even available yet right and that's pretty damning because it mm -hmm. means that they obtained it illegally and then edited their software to run it better 
just got here. Not sure you mentioned that Yuzu Patreon brings in nearly $30,000 a month. <laughs> I mean, that'll oh, do it. no. That's the big thing. Like, the, anytime revenue is happening, like, that's going to set off Nintendo's lawyers. Yeah. And when you're getting that much money a month. Well, th- at least they can afford lawyers. Yeah. Hey, maybe they can. Af- maybe they've been smart. Maybe they've been. Maybe that's what the Patreon is for. Yeah, maybe. it's just for like a war chest in case this happens. Honestly, that would be the best case yeah. scenario because we. My big fear is that there's nobody who could fight against the likes of Nintendo, right? Uh, in favor of right to repair and the mm-hmm. right to modify stuff. Uh, and the best case scenario is that they've been banking all of this money and then they're gonna use it for legal fees. Yeah, but that. I, I'll believe that when I see it. I don't think that there's yeah. any possibility that they were, that, uh, uh, they were thinking that hard about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wood says thirty thousand. Who wants to make an emulator with me? <laughs> oh God. Anyway, I guess that's I guess that's all we need to talk about with the yeah uh, uh, Yuzu lawsuit. Uh, there's a. Very long court document. I guess 41 pages, but still, mm-hmm. 41 pages is a, a lot a lot for legal speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they show Discord messages and stuff. I, I linked it in the in the Twitch chat. Yeah. Um, I'll link it again, and I'll put it in the YouTube chat, too. Uh, it's just good to skim through to, to look at all. Oh, I can't link it in, in the YouTube chat. Sorry. It's good to skim through so you can see all the all the cute little pictures in the Discord mm-hmm. messages and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I'm scared. Uh, do any any legal experts in the chat want yeah. want to, f- or or politicians in the chat yeah. that want to uh, <laughs> uh, uh, tell us what we can do for the right to repair? Yeah, let I'd, us know. I'd love to know. Uh, is Bob in the document? No. Well, I hope not. Uh, I I only looked at the pictures. <laughs> I think you shared the link with the GPT and not the document itself. You shared the link to the GPT, the chat GPT, to, to the chat GPT. I just shared for, the link. Okay. I shared the link. You shared something. You people are dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Use the user page where I got the number for those interested in this course. Oh yeah. It's, it's literally their page. Yeah. And like there, uh, uh, I don't know. There's, there's like uh, a lot of emulators do this. They have Patreons, and sometimes they have features that they release yeah. early, and you have to subscribe to the Patreon in order to use it. Uh, and uh, I'm scared for those people. Notable retro gamer Bob, you guys are scaring me. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess we can move on to uh, speaking of Patreon. Uh, you know Mu Deck. Yes. You you use Mu Deck. Now. I do. You yeah. Do use I'm a PC Deck. gamer. Yeah. Well, I made a video on Mu Deck last week because they released a version for uh, Android. Yeah. Like a hair that's like, oh, you ever get a hair? I was like poking you in the eye. Oh yeah, it's the worst. <sighs> the worst is when you get the eyelash in your eye. Oh, because, you know, if people who know me know I have this really weird phobia about touching my eyeball. So every time that happens, I'm like, I'm like in my own personal Saw movie. <laughs> I can hear Jigsaw going, hello, William. I would like to play a game. 
You must remove the eyelash from your eyeball, or you'll never see your children again. So, Amutech <laughs> released on Android last week, and um, uh, I made a video about it, and it was pretty rough. It was it was it, it was a rough yeah. alpha. I had to pay three dollars and fifty cents in order to, in order to download. Well, it. that's why you were salty. Um, but no, it's fine. It was fine. I don't yeah. know how damning it is for these people to take three dollars and fifty cents because they're yeah. just collecting the emulators, right. which are mostly available on the Google Play Store. Right? Yeah. Um, but anyway. Amudeck made an Android version. I made a video on it. What, like three days after I made the video on it? Amudeck released this on their Patreon. They said, Amudeck Android update, Bob edition. Uh, edit. The release is public now. Okay, so I guess you can get it without going to their... Uh, yeah. Whatchamacallit? It says it's on the... Um, GitHub. Yeah, GitHub. You ever heard of GitHub? Yes. I'm aware of the GitHub. So, uh, they basically fixed all of the stuff that I <laughs> talked about in my video. Uh, here's some fixes. Removed our, uh, RetroArch Core's download, which I had a problem with in my video. This speeds up installation. We now indicate which cores are essential and steer the user to use the better RetroArch Core downloader, which is a suggestion I had in the video. Right. Uh, switched to Pegasus Stable. This fixes Pegasus not installing. Uh, yeah, my Pegasus didn't install. I didn't know this was this would be the fix. Uh, that's great that they did that. Uh, Aether, which is the PS2 emulator, was replaced with Nether SX2, which I heard somewhere is better. I heard while well, I was looking stuff up about right. this, and I heard that that is probably the way to go in the future because Aether they stopped working on. Uh, Added default themes. Oh, that's... I actually didn't read this last time. Uh, they added all of the ones that I used. <laughs> <laughs> ES Simple, Colorful. Uh, they also added Retro Mega Next and Epic Noir. I used some other ones that I don't think they added. Mm -hmm. um, fixed issues launching DS and N64 games. I did have an issue launching both of those. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, streamlined installation process. Uh, that's fine. Known bugs and stuff missing, but coming in the future. Options to install Yuzu. <laughs> oh, boy. Good uh, luck. Oh, the early access one, which is something that I said, because the yeah. regular Yuzu wasn't working for me, and then the early access one was working. So they added an option, mm -hmm. and I said, it'd be cool if there was like a checkbox that like lets you. Yeah. So I guess they did that. Uh, install additional emulators. Okay. Bezel and aspect ratio selectors. Oh, this is, this is um, coming in the future. Yeah. Bezel and aspect ratio selectors. So that's something, it you know how when you get MU deck, it asks, well, I actually did it for you. you yeah, yeah. It. Uh, it asks if you want to have the bezels on the sides right. if a game's four by three. Mm. Uh, I always select no, but it gave me them anyway. Um, missing logos artwork in the bundled theme. Okay, that's good. Uh, Pegasus artwork parser, distant future. That's good. Uh, I know that would be really hard to do, but uh, yeah, I don't have, it, it doesn't give you any artwork for any of the mm -hmm. stuff, so it kind of looks a little ugly. Some emulators are not front-end friendly, so you might need to launch the game twice. Yeah, that was an issue that I had in my video. I didn't know that that would be a hard thing to, to do. Using other launches besides Pegasus. So Pegasus is like uh, the emulation station. It's the front-end that they use. Yeah. Uh, and I said that uh, in the future, they're probably going to use emulation station because emulation station... That's what you use on the Steam Deck, yeah. emulation station. Emulation station just launched on uh, Android, but they charge five dollars right through their bank <laughs> to, to use it um 
emulation station just launched on on android uh so i figured emu deck was just going to start using them and they said they can't use them because it's paid so that makes sense mm -hmm. uh they also said that daiji show which is another front end uh doesn't allow them to edit the installation mm -hmm. so pegasus is the easiest for them to uh, uh write a script for and have it all install for you mm -hmm. so that's great they basically all of the problems that i had were were solved or or they had a good excuse for it right so uh that's great news now yeah. i think uh they said it's they said it's publicly available so does that mean you don't have to pay for it anymore uh i guess i need to what is it edit the release is public now the github issue seems to have fixed by itself oh actually you can just go to mu deck website yeah um nah it still says early okay i guess they just mean the code is public so people can mess with it uh -huh. on github and they can like you know edit it themselves and and give mm -hmm. uh uh what do you call it they could like they fucking they call it something over there on github pull request oh, okay called a pull request mm -hmm. um anyway so yeah that was cool that was a cool little thing that yeah. happened uh last week uh uh i did they, they good job guys I'm, I'm, <laughs> now i haven't actually tried it myself uh, i'm gonna try it sometime this week yeah. uh when i'm not so busy and I'll make like a YouTube short about all the changes that they did and see how much more I like it. I already liked it. I already liked Emu Deck on right. Android. I thought it was great. Uh, but now so they tailor made it for you. Now they tailor, <laughs> they have a Bob edition. Yeah. So that's pretty damn I like how Somebody actually asked them in the comments and the Emu Deck, if this was done for you. And they said, yes, lol. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Anthony Corvini says, chat, what is a good website for ROMs? Don't, don't tell them. Don't. So this is the problem. This is how people get caught. Go to go to a, your typical search engine, be it DuckDuckGo, AltaVista, whatever you use. Ask Jeeves. Type in what you're looking for and just start searching. That's yeah. the best. It's on you. Yes. To go to navigate all those downloads. That's the links. best way we can describe how to look for what you're looking for i actually i did a this week's video has a surf shark ad in it and it literally is that it's yeah. literally me yelling at zim telling him to just use google to find the wrong <laughs> thing uh anyway reddit has a roms subreddit there's a mega thread that's as much as i can give okay Anyway, uh, moving on to all the other news. Oh, yeah. let's talk about the 3DS Virtual Simulator. Yes. Everybody's been fucking telling Even Jake told it texted me. That. I forgot <laughs> to answer him back. He's like, have you seen this? Oh, uh, I guess you got to do it now. I guess I got to do it. Uh, the, the Nintendo Virtual Boy was released in 1995 after several years of development, but was quickly met with harsh criticism. Even so, some retro fans are keen 
uh, to experience the virtual boy whether out of idle curiosity a general love of vr or retro gaming or interest in some of unique games uh, released on it now thanks to a modern developer sky flugel uh, owners of the Nintendo 3DS will finally have that chance. When it was released, the Virtual Boy was not warmly welcomed, with many players reportedly uh, reporting issues with the monochrome red and black display or discomfort using it for long periods. VR technology was in its infancy in 1995, uh, as were many of you, um, <laughs> and the Virtual Boy was kicked out the door too early, uh, too early to make room for the development of the Nintendo 64. Even so, some will defend the Virtual Boy as not being as bad as his reputation would suggest, and others, and, and would like others to try it for themselves instead of uh, believing hearsay on the internet. Um, despite all the derision thrown at it, and Nintendo apparently being determined to confine the Virtual Boy to a memory hole, there are some games on the console which retro enthusiasts would recommend. Whether it was the unique quality of such titles like Panic Bomber or Mario Tennis or historical curiosities like Jack Jack Bros from Atlas, up until now it's been very difficult to get a sense of how the sense of to get a sense of how the sense of depth would work in these games without having access to a rare and expensive original hardware. Thanks to Sky Flugel releasing the files on GitHub, there it is again, uh, 3DS <laughs> owners can utilize the upper 3D section of the screen uh, to get a feel of how these games might have looked and played originally and maybe find some hidden gems in the process. So, so many people were telling me about this. Um, now, I played a Virtual Boy maybe once or twice in the 90s. Yeah. Sam had one. Did my, my old my old roommate because I remember playing it at like you know a Toys R Us demo kiosk. That was it. I don't remember that. He had one. I remember. Okay. I think I played tennis. Okay. Uh, it was horrible. Yeah, I didn't like yeah, it, it then. Wasn't great. Why are people so excited about this? I think people are excited about it because there's a 3D element to the Virtual Boy. Yeah, and well, you know honestly that's been lost through emulation. I remember like when the when the 3ds came out like people were legitimately asking are we gonna get virtual boy of virtual console games because like it made sense and reggie at the time was like oh we'll see what happens we'll see what happens like obviously they're not gonna do that um but yeah it's one of those because the games on the virtual boy weren't necessarily bad games they were just on a bad system there's like a star fox looking one that looks pretty good yeah I forgot, I forgot the name of that one. There's Boxer, which is like a, a first-person punching game. Okay. Where you're a robot. It's like Punch-Out, but from first person. Okay. Um, there's like a you know Mario Tennis. There's um, Wario Land on there. Uh, there's, there's a lot of decent games on there. It's just the fact that you had to play it in red and black, you know, with the thing strapped to your head was the issue. Right. So this, ga- this gives people another way to experience those games in a less headache-inducing way. Uh, yeah, I'd be it. I think it'd be more interesting if we got a Virtual Boy emulator on the Apple Vision Pro. Yeah, <laughs> so that would be funny. Yeah, that won't happen, but no. we'll. I mean, um, the we Oculus. Got 3- we I actually no, the Oculus just got 3DS. Yeah. like a month ago or so. Yeah, uh, the Apple Vision Pro just got Game Boy Advance. Really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I am not keeping up with that. Um, a little bit of an aside, but remember we had a whole fight on this podcast about how the 3DS does not have a Game Boy Advance inside of it. 
Yes. Remember we had a little bit of back and forth about that? Yeah. Not us person, but with I was like fighting with, uh, with well, comments I, and stuff. Because there's a lot of confusion over like why they, we never got Game Boy Advance games on the 3DS outside of the Ambassador program. Yeah. And like I to this day, like it's still not clear to me like what the issue was. I watched a YouTube video uh, mm -hmm. talking about how the virtual console games ran Game Boy Advance natively on the 3DS. Yeah. And they said that multiple times throughout the video. And mm -hmm. I think that was the title of the video. And I got, I, I had non flashbacks. I got, <laughs> I went right back. I got yeah. right back. And I was like, am I crazy? Right. Because it's not really native. Yeah. And none of the comments were saying anything about it. I, and I had to go through all the research again. Now I have a, a pinned note in my Google Keep <laughs> of all of the stuff right. talking about how it's a fucking completely different processor than the Game Boy Advance. Yeah. There is not a Game Boy Advance processor in there. It's a similar processor, but it's not yeah. the same thing. I'm, I'm, you okay? I'm going to a therapist. Okay. <laughs> and then we had, I think the argument there is emulation versus simulation which we've which we came yeah. to a conclusion of uh but still it's like like basically the same thing right but i would argue no matter what it's not fucking natively running on right thing it's running through a game boy advance emulator that nintendo made correct the the 3ds turns into it goes into like game boy advance mode yeah and like transforms itself into a game boy advance mm -hmm. So, for people who are new to this, <laughs> the DS has an ARM 7 and an ARM 9 processor in it. Yeah. ARM 7 is for Game Boy Advance, ARM 9 is for DS. 3DS has an ARM 9 and an ARM 11 DS, 3DS. Yeah. No Game Boy Advance in it. Mm -hmm. One of those processors turns into a, a Game Boy Advance. Right. Oh, God. Just fucking kill me. <laughs> Uh, sure. Let's talk about this Nintendo Direct. Okay, happened. let's do that. Before we do that, though, thank you, Mur, for the five months. Love the podcast, guys. Keep it up. And also, thirteen X Gaming. I don't know if I said thank you. Um, Tsukasa wants to know when your video on the Apple Vision Pro is. <laughs> Never. I'm not spending thirty five hundred dollars just to make a video that isn't going to do good. <laughs> uh. Okay, the Nintendo Direct from February of this year. Um, a lot of games shown. Did did you like any of them? <laughs> I did. I watch this. I know I did. I don't remember I kinda, it. I kind of like glazed over it because like they got the big one out of the way right at the beginning when they announced grounded. oh i was half paying it. Yeah. i watched it but i was half paying attention right. i was scrolling forward to see what they were like yeah. if they were going to announce anything that would be of interest to me and mm -hmm. the answer is no there's i don't think there's a single thing in here that got me excited i mean there are some cool things in here that are like i'm excited like i think are cool to see there's like one or two things that i'm actually excited for but overall it, it was like a okay did we not? We talked about South Park Snow Day. I remember. Yes, was that because we, did. we were talking about upcoming games? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, what are the standouts here? Well, well really... the big ones was they announced uh, Grounded and Peniment, two of the Microsoft games. Oh, yeah. Two of the Xbox games coming to Switch. They announced that in the direct. The thing that surprised us was that there was no Hi Fi Rush. Yes. 
we were uh, expecting those games but i was actually i wasn't really expecting grounded honestly yeah uh, for switch specifically uh but i was expecting hi-fi rush uh i believe i believe rumor is it's they're waiting for the next gen switch yeah i when i i tweeted that i was surprised that hi-fi rush wasn't on here mm-hmm. and a lot of tweets were like um that's because it can't run on a switch and that seems insane to me i mean it's not that crazy of a game i'm just gonna jump to the so because of this nintendo direct microsoft confirmed the four games that are going multi-platform we already knew what they were because it leaked out the games are peniment hi-fi rush grounded and sea of thieves mm-hmm. peniment is coming sorry peniment is out now february 22nd on ps4 ps5 and switch uh hi-fi rush is coming to ps5 march 19th for ps5 um you can pre-order it on february 22nd grounded is coming to ps4 ps5 and switch on april 16th um and sea of thieves is coming to ps5 april 30th so only grounded and pediment are coming to switch sea of thieves i would think would work too like i, I they would have to do a decent amount of work to it. Yeah. But I think that they could get that going. Hi-Fi Rush, there's a... I feel like Hi-Fi Rush is more complex than people think. There's a point early in the game where you see, like, this, like, crazy world with all the shit going on, mm-hmm. and, like, that would be really hard to do on the Switch. Yeah. People were pointing at the fact that the game runs at 60, and it needs to run at 60 in order to have the consistent rhythm. Yeah. Because it, it, it... Yeah, that's, that was probably a big important. concern. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see some hi-fi rush specs because like these are all games that work on pc and they all work on pretty low power pcs right so um it would be pretty surprising to me if they couldn't get hi-fi rush on yeah. the switch and they could get grounded uh sir grafter whatever says uh hi-fi rush runs great on steam deck or runs on steam deck just fine can't imagine it wouldn't run on switch maybe very low res i mean steam deck is more powerful than a switch yeah, so. yeah. I would be easier to get it to yeah. run on a Steam Deck than it would be on a Switch. But still, I mean, I, 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 I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get uh, maybe they are waiting for the for the next Switch. That yeah. that's it's still surprising to me that 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 game is is because that seems like the perfect. F- also, there was the leak where the, he had the shirt that was right. very clearly for the mm-hmm. Nintendo Switch. Um, so maybe they are waiting for the next yeah. Switch, but we're gonna have to wait a little longer for that. We yeah. talked about how that was delayed already, right? Yeah, Did we talked about that last week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's that. that. So there's that. Yeah. Oh, uh, are we gonna go back to the yeah, rest we'll go, of this we'll fucking go back thing? To the rest of the fucking thing. Um, we're getting a new Super Monkey Ball game in June. Uh, Super Monkey Ball Banana, uh, Banana Rumble. I like Super Monkey Ball. I don't know if I like it enough to play a whole. Apparently, it's new the game. first new game in ten years. Wow. Yeah. Surprising. How? What could they do to Super Monkey Ball that would make me want to buy a new game? Uh, I feel like you play one Super Monkey Ball, you played them all. Well, this one is gonna have like a like a battle royale mode, <gasps> like sixteen players, like at once. Okay, and yeah. they're all versing each other. Yeah. Okay, that might get me to play Super Monkey Ball. Yeah. Um. Next up, Star Wars Battlefront Classic Collection, aka Star Wars Battlefront: The Good Versions. The good ones. Yeah. Um. This is a packaging of the original Star Wars Battlefront games from the two thousands. For original Xbox and uh, PlayStation 2. Uh, it's going to have new content, including maps and characters, uh, such as Kit Fisto, 
who is not a playable in the original games. And oh. Jabba's Palace is going to be one of the new maps. I vaguely remember Kit Fisto being it. Was he not in it? I don't think he was playable. Oh, okay. yeah. So that's cool. Um, next up, I guess we can do the Switch Online stuff because we didn't do it at the top of the show because it's part of the Nintendo Direct, baby. This is the most interesting stuff. That yeah. They had. Uh, five classic rare games that were released on Nintendo platforms are coming to Switch Online. Killer Instinct for the SNES, Battletoads and Battle Maniacs for the SNES, um, RC Pro-Am for the NES, and Snake Rattle and Roll for the NES are part of Switch Online. If you have the expansion pack, expansion you, pack, expansion if pack, you specifically have the expansion class, then you're special. But if you have the expansion <laughs> pack, uh, you get Blast Core for the N64. So... My friends were all really into Blast Corpse. Yeah. I'll pronounce it like they pronounced it. Okay. <laughs> These same friends also call, called the car in Halo the Warthog. Ooh. Yeah. So I thought it was called the Warthog because I never <laughs> played Halo before. I just listened to them. And then when in Halo, you know, I finally played like ODST. Yeah. I was like, wait. <laughs> that makes more sense. Yeah. What the fuck? Um, so these are not like the big rare games that you think of when you think of rare Nintendo, mm -hmm. like you think Banjo Kazooie, you think Golden Eye, Perfect Dark. But I'm still gonna play Blast Core. I want to play Blast Core. Yeah. I, that's their first my friends N64 always game. Yeah. talked about it, uh, and it I, I never played it. So Apparently, I have Nintendo Switch Online. So I'm gonna jump. I've heard it. it's good. I've heard, I've heard it's. I've fun, heard great so. things. Uh, I don't really Killer Instinct. People love Killer Instinct. Yeah, I, I don't really have an interest. Yeah, in I have. Instinct. I know, like it's like. History of a Killer Instinct. Uh, next up, Epic Mickey Rebrushed is a remake of the 2010 Wii exclusive. Uh, this is also going multi-platform, so we're also on Xbox and PlayStation and whatnot. Um, you know, I was thinking the other day with like a, a Steamboat Willie going public domain. I was thinking to myself, you know, Epic Mickey's dead. Like they had the two games and that's it. And now apparently like, oh, it's coming back. That was, I think, the uh, this went... People went the most crazy for this yeah. announcement because uh, uh, Epic Mickey people loved it and then it died. Like no, they didn't yeah. do much with it afterward. Because I, did I they think make two games, two games, yeah. yeah, technically three if you count like the DS spinoff okay. game. But like, yeah, it was an interesting concept. It had a great you know mechanic to it. It had a really good visual aesthetic to it. Um, it was developed by Warren Spector, one of the best um, PC game designers of all time. Deus Ex, Thief. Uh, system shock one i did not know that. yeah so it had a good pedigree to it but this came out around the time when like you know disney was getting serious about like making games themselves and then they had a couple of flops and then bob Iger's like we're gonna shut down video games because we don't know how to make video games cut to 2014 hey let's invest a lot of money in yeah. fortnite because the kids be playing fortnite yeah so this is worth playing if you're interested in Disney. Because, yeah, I'm uh, curious how they're going to do this it. Because Epic Mickey 1 was a Wii exclusive, and it relied solely on like the Wiimote mm -hmm. movement, especially for the paintbrush. So I'm curious to see how they translate that to traditional control setup. Um, They will probably let you, make you use the Joy-Con. I don't know if they'll... I don't know how it'll work in portable mode. Well, because it's also coming to Xbox and, PC, and uh, PS5. Oh. So they're going to have to figure out a way to Yeah, that's going to that. be an issue. Yeah. Uh, next up, Shin Megami Tensei Five: Vengeance is a revamped version of the 2021 Switch exclusive. So, oh, same game but different. Okay. 
Uh, this was their one more thing. Endless Ocean Luminous is coming to Switch in May. Another game franchise that appeared on the Wii uh, made an appearance today. Endless Ocean Luminous is a scuba diving adventure game and the second sequel to Endless Ocean um, after 2010's Endless Ocean 2. Uh, players will venture across the Veiled Sea region to discover all the marine life inhabited in the area. According to the store listing, uh, Luminous has over 500 species of marine life to discover. I think Endless Ocean is getting some shit for making this like a multiplayer game. Am, am I making that up that it's multiplayer? I wouldn't be surprised. Up, right? I mean, I don't know how, I don't know if the other games are multiplayer, but I do know that they were popular because it was just like you alone in the ocean to just discover everything by yourself. But I think it's cool to be yeah. able to explore with it. I think this is the natural progression. Of the yeah. Like something this. like that lends itself to like, online play with like you and a bunch of buddies like discovering this doesn't stuff. specifically say that it's multiplayer but i'm pretty sure i saw that it was multiplayer I, yeah no, this one's gonna be multiplayer yeah okay good yeah uh, uh, we talked about south park snow day yes uh, um ender magnolia bloom in the mist is a sequel to the 2021 game ender L lilies okay um oh this is in a different we had i had a breakout article for this but i guess we'll talk about it now uh mother three is coming to switch online in Japan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. This is quite the missed opportunity. For yeah. Them. Um, I'm sure people went nuts in Japan. Yeah. This is all anybody wants. Every Nintendo fan just wants a localization of Mother 3. Yeah. And it's... Even, it, even us, and we don't have any, like, connection to Earthbound at all. It would be pretty easy for them to do it also. Yeah. Because all of the tools are available to them that people uh did the fan dubbings and they're willing to give nintendo the fan dubbings yeah um and all they they probably would want to go through it and tweak some stuff but it would cost nothing for them yeah. it's fucking nintendo they have the tools to do, to yeah. do it they, i wouldn't be surprised if they have an english translation themselves already yeah they localized that shitty fire home nes game yeah what's stopping them from doing the one that people actually want yeah I, I'm i'm very surprised but Good news for you, uh, you can just download the game with a Japanese yeah. uh, Nintendo Switch account. You won't be able to understand it. <laughs> it's a great time to learn Japanese, yeah. guys. Or download the localized version off of the internet. It yeah. exists if you Google around enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, show them that this is what you want. Mm-hmm. Very strange. Very yeah. strange. I mean, hopefully, hopefully it comes to America soon. Yeah. I mean, the Switch is near the end of its life cycle. I mean, as long as things transfer over to the next system. They keep system, pushing it back. They keep yeah, pushing back true, the yeah. end of its life cycle. Um, but yeah, I think if anything, this should be making very clear that people want Mother 3 over here. Maybe the problem is they don't know what to call it here. It's like, what do you call like? You have to call it uh, Earthbound 2. Right, but Earth Mother 1 is called Earthbound Beginning, and then Mother 2 is Earthbound. Oh, so this is Earthbound 3. You just call it Earthbound 3? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, they could do what they did with the fucking stupid Game Boy Advance games and say, uh, uh, Earthbound 2 colon Mother what? 3. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Um, uh, but not only that, they're getting merch. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, we might as well stick with the mother topic. 
Sure. Yeah. Uh, Mother 3 merch. There you go. Plushies that you can't have because it's for Japan only. Wait, that's cool, though. I know. Those are cool. I know. Uh, it, it's it's bizarre to me that they're going that they're doing a big Mother 3 push right now mm-hmm. with all this stuff. And it's not like it was back when this game came out. Like the internet is much is like much more prevalent now. People are very aware of this game. Like, yeah. So why are they announcing it not thinking people are going to want it in America and other countries? They they have to know. They have to know that we're all interested in this. Yeah. I don't even like uh JRPGs and I would be interested if they, yeah. if they if they localized it. Just because of how big of a deal it is. Uh all right. Next, uh Monster Hunter Stories is getting remastered for modern platforms. Uh this was the 3DS game. Uh and now it's coming to Switch in addition to PC and PS4. Uh players will become monster riders as they hatch raise befriend and battle monsters from the series so this is basically their pokemon <laughs> okay yeah uh gundam breaker 4 announced sometime for sometime this year um we're still doing the nintendo direct yeah. i thought i thought we were i thought that was no, the that's end. it that was the last one. Oh, that was the last one yeah. okay yay so Hooray. not not a single thing excited me <laughs> except I mean, mother three going to japan which yeah, wasn't even it doesn't it. help you um and that's it. I mean, uh, Blast Corps. Yeah. Yay. The Rare games are cool. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront is cool. This was a partner and, direct. Yeah. Uh, I, I always think whenever they do a partner direct, it's because they had some big first parties, or uh-huh. at least one big first party they wanted to have in a Nintendo direct. And then they decided they're not ready and they want to push it back, but they still have obligations to the third parties. Yeah. So they just do a partner direct. Yeah. I mean, I think. Again, Battlefront collection is cool. Um, the Rare games coming are cool. The Microsoft games coming are cool. Epic Mickey coming back is cool. But none of these are like, you know, stop what you're doing and pre-order the game. Cool. Right. Uh, the Nintendo Direct was 23 minutes. Yeah. So that's like a decent. Yeah. A decent amount of time for a Nintendo Direct. All right. Uh, we got notifications from Wolf Alorian. Thank you for the raid. Uh, Dark type links for the 100 bits. Have you guys played Penny's Big Breakaway? I have not. Obviously made by the Sonic Mania team, but it gives off major Mania vibes, and I am having a blast playing it. I got to play that. Um, There was another... Oh. uh, Roland whatever. No. I do want to play that. There's a demo for that on Steam. Uh, The Pepper Grinder. Yeah. Got to play Pepper Grinder. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's one more thing. Oh, there's a there's a game that's coming out that mm-hmm. I have on my Steam Deck. Comes out in March, and it is uh people are saying it's like Mega Man and Sonic, but really, oh, really, it's like uh, something Breaker, right? Yes, really, it's like uh. uh the Japanese only uh, uh, Sega Genesis game where you, where you go like that. Oh, yeah, where you go like that. Where you go like that. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? You go, uh, go like that. No. No, I don't. I know. I think I know which one you're talking about. Of course, I don't remember what it is. 
the fuck is the name of the game? Berserk Boy. Thank you. That's game it. Related. Berserk Boy. Thank yeah. you. Now, what's this Japanese only Genesis game that basically go like that? It's not Pulse Man. Yes, yeah, Pulse Man. Oh, it's Pulse, Pulse Man. Man. <laughs> this game is basically okay. Pulse Man. Okay. All right. Anyway. Oh. Uh, moving on. Mm -hmm. It's time for this. Backlog! 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 Okay. Uh, you have an article for this. I do? Oh, I, maybe it was a mistake. Oh, yeah, that's a mistake on your part. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, what? Uh, how many games we got? Uh, 900. 900? 900. Okay. Yes. Uh, right. If you don't know the premise, um... For the past 40 years, because we're old, um, we've been, every game we've ever bought, we put into an Excel spreadsheet. Um, and today we're going to pick one of those games at random and talk about it, regardless of whether or not we've played it. Uh, 221. 221. I still haven't added my games to this. I got to do that. Let me make a Ooh. note to myself. The Super Mario Brothers Duck Cut cartridge for the NES. Oh, this is my favorite game of all time. Yeah. We talked about Super Mario Brothers before on the backlog, but it was the Arcade Archives yes. version of the Versus Arcade Cabinet. Yes. Which was a horrible, horrible port. Correct. And I do like the, the arcade version, but the NES version of the original Super Mario Brothers is my favorite game of all time. Yeah. And we had the combination Duck Hunt cartridge, yes. which uh, I think is common. This this might be the first game we've ever owned. Yeah, I was going to say this that, is the, too. This is the beginning. It's hard to say because we had that, but we also had a Game Boy. Yes. And I don't know which came... You came first I came me, first, so but I, think it's like I don't remember when we got the NES. I just remember it being there. And I know that Mario Brothers Duck Hunt was bundled with it, but I only know that after the fact. <laughs> So yeah. I'm by default, I am going to declare that Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt is the first game we ever owned. I'm willing to concede that. Yes. yes. Uh it is my favorite game of all time because I played it so much mm -hmm. and I always go back to it. It's just I mean, Super Mario Brothers is just like it's the classic game. It is so simple and yet so complex. Um it's easy but also challenging at the same time it's i mean i guess because we've been playing it for so long it's relaxing to play like the, yeah it's just very 2D mindless. mario games in general are just to me relaxing to play like i just sit back and just go and experience the game let the game consume me it, it, it's also a revolution in game design oh absolutely back yeah. then uh games were not great no <laughs> uh this was this came out in nine, 1985 yes and at the time there was nothing good <laughs> no uh this changed the way because it was an actual side scroller yeah. weren't many games that did that um the game had a character mm -hmm. there were video game characters but nothing on the level of like who mario was yeah um it had a story to it which was very basic but the fact that it gave you more context yeah. than stop the alien or stop the animal or do this you know yeah and just the way it teaches the player how to 
play the game without shoving it down your throat. I mean, yeah. you only get two buttons because yeah. it's an NES controller, but still, you press the buttons and you quickly learn what each button does. Mm-hmm. Uh, you quickly learn what's bad to touch and what's good to touch, yeah. and uh, you just go to the right, and that's the 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 goal of every level is just go to the right. Yeah. Uh, and you learn that, and each level gives you something wacky and different and 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 new to 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 overcome. Right. Uh, there's this level one three, which is the little treetops that you see like the pits in the ground. You go, whoa, this is gonna be really hard yeah. all of a sudden. But then it makes you feel really cool when you finally get past yeah. it. We played this a whole lot growing up, yeah. and then we continued to play it as adults too. There was just so much in this one game to discover in so many different ways yeah. to play it this is also uh one of the most prominent speed running games absolutely and because you can beat it really quick mm-hmm. uh if you are good enough at the game you could easily beat it in under 10 minutes yeah right now the world record is a low four minutes I yeah think. um is it low four it's somewhere in the four minutes yeah yeah uh, but they are still always finding new ways to get it faster and faster yeah. and it's incredible to see every time it's the game that just keeps on giving because like you can play you can literally play it forever yeah it never gets old it never gets boring if it, it looks dated and it sounds dated but it never feels dated yeah the physics are so good yeah uh the, mario has done a lot it's changed a lot over the years and the physics have changed going from something like mario wonder and then going or or even mario maker because mario maker uses the new super mario brothers physics and if you play mario maker or new super mario brothers or even mario wonder and then you go back to the original nes mario things will feel a little weird he will feel like he's on ice skates a little bit because he slides a lot uh the jump might feel less responsive if you play it on a crt tv if you play it on an actual nes with a crt tv it mm-hmm. might feel way more responsive just because of how fast uh crts are yeah uh but again this is the second best game on the nintendo switch after i, I mean i'm sorry this is the second best game on the nes after mario 3 right and uh, it is one of the best Mario games and my favorite game of all time. I I would be remiss, however, if we didn't also include the second game in I this I was split. about to say, there's a whole other game in this package. It's Duck Hunt, baby. Duck we Hunt. did play Duck Hunt. Yes. I mean, because when we got tired of Mario, there's a whole other game there. There was Duck so, Hunt. So, so we... Grew up with the NES. Mm-hmm. Then we got a Genesis somewhere along the yeah. way. I don't remember what year or how many years it was, after. It was post-Sonic 2. So, so it was, it was, had, it it was like, like 92 or 93. Really? That that yeah. early? I thought it was way after it came out. But I mean, technically it was. Genesis came out in 89. Okay. Sonic so, came out in 91. So we got the Genesis, and then we somewhere along the way, we put the NES at our grandmother's house, so we had something yeah. to play when we were at our grandmother's house. And we yeah. left it there. Until, until like you know like 2015 or yeah. something um so i remember our like uncles would play this game yeah because they're like oh it's a gun yeah cool, let me shoot the screen the it's con- easy to the concept was easier yeah. for them t- to understand you got a bright orange handgun <laughs> to, to point at the screen and shoot the ducks yeah flying across the screen we would 
I mean, I would just walk right up against the screen. Yeah, no, the screen. like after a certain point, you learn how to cheat. You just walk right up to it and fire at the screen or shoot a light bulb. That doesn't work. I've tried shooting that. a light bulb. That does not work. That okay. is a myth. So the whole concept behind the game is uh, the light. The, the so so this came in a package with the NES that had a light gun with it. Yeah, the, the NES Zapper. The NES Zapper, the yeah. big light gun, and it had two controllers, right? Mm-hmm. And it came yeah, with yeah. this game. Uh. The light gun worked where it took a basically a picture of the screen or it, it had a little sensor in it and it basically took a picture uh, and the whole screen turned black and white. Yeah. Uh, and a big white block appeared where the duck was. Yeah. So if you were aiming correctly, the zapper would take a picture of the white block and not yeah. the black screen. It would sense the light, hence the term light gun. Yeah, it would yeah. sense the, the big white block. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you hit the big white block, you hit the duck, and it would yeah. play a little animation. If you missed, it would play a little animation of you missing, and the, and the little uh, dog would laugh at you. Yeah. And it's, what's amazing to me is the fact that this is a much simpler game than Super Mario Brothers on every level. You know, you can only do three things in this game. You can shoot a duck, you can shoot two ducks or you can do skeet shooting. But yeah. when you do the duck modes, the fact that they have like that little dog with so much character and personality, even though he's one of three pictures, it, it's, it, it was incredible. And it still well, to this day like fascinates me. When he laughed at you, you know, even our, even our uncles, they were yeah. like, this fucking little dog, yeah. this piece of shit guy. And you wanted to do better at the game. Yeah. Now, I play this game called guess the game guess the dot game yeah. every night mm-hmm. it gives you a picture of a game and it makes you guess what the game is yeah uh, and you get like six tries and it it basically makes it a more obvious picture the more guesses you do i'm infuriated by it because the first picture was so obviously the clay shooting mm-hmm. so i was like duck hunt and it's like wrong and then all the other pictures were like weird it turned out it was fucking WarioWare. <laughs> uh, I was like, no one's going to know what clay shooting yeah. is. But I do! Yeah. God damn it. Anyway. Um, yeah. The light gun, we explained how it works. Yeah. Uh, it only works like that on CRT TVs. Right. Now, light guns aren't the same as they, they yeah, used to Yeah, like, people have tried to make light guns work on modern televisions. And, like, you know... They only work for one game, or it's glitchy for other games and stuff. Hyperkin and, was making a zapper yeah. specifically for uh, LCD TVs. Yeah, and I, did they ever come out with it? I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, it's. I remember when the Wii came out, and they were showing the off the pointer as like a gun peripheral. Um, people thought this could be the return of Duck Hunt because this is the only game. This is Duck Hunt on NES is the only game in the series. The they, most we got was we play which had like a little duck hunt ish mini game but it wasn't the same um and you know duck hunt dog appearing in smash brothers years later i appreciate that duck hunt dog had oh up in yeah smash brothers uh he's he's got a lot of character in that mm-hmm. game uh hyperkin did make the hyper blaster hd for duck hunt compatible with nes and i think what you do is you plug the cartridge in yes it like it like takes over where the cartridge yeah you plug the game into this cartridge adapter and then that into the nes mm-hmm. and then it like somehow loops through and takes but the it data only works for duck hunt right mm-hmm. it doesn't work with 
the plethora of other light gun games that nobody's playing. Duck Hunt is the one that I mean, there's what are the ones? Hogan's Alley is the other one. Wild Gun Hogan's Alley and Wild Gunman are the two Nintendo made ones. I know there was like Operation Wolf and like a couple of other light gun games for the NES, but mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. Duck Hunt's the only one that matters. Yeah, Duck Hunt's the only good one. So anyway, this is uh maybe our most beloved game that we have. Uh, this is uh, this this one means the most to us here at the backlog, and then and with that we are never doing the backlog again. Yeah, that's it. Season <laughs> finale. That's it. Hope you like. I like this game so much. I've tried to purchase all of the different versions of Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, uh, I got a couple of the uh, just Super Mario Brothers ones. Yeah. Um. Uh, recently, Super Mario Brothers sold for a fuck ton of money for yeah. some reason. Uh, I just saw Pat the NES Punk did a podcast about the uh, deposition because yes. they're being sued for price fixing the Super Mario yeah. Brothers that sold for hundreds of I think of a while ago that like was pretty much confirmed to be a scam and you know, it, they went quiet about it. Now there's a lawsuit like brought about it because people are mad that and it was a scam. And they pretty much admitted to yeah. to price gouging mm-hmm. which is insane uh so it never made any sense to sell a game that is this popular it's, the original super mario brothers had has a lot of copies yeah. floating around out there uh so having that be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars just doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. um but anyway uh i'm glad this game exists it's what it, we, I, we probably wouldn't be here today if no. we didn't have this yeah. nes with this uh uh mario game on it i mean if you think about it a lot of people wouldn't be here we wouldn't be sitting in these chairs right now like you guys at home wouldn't be watching us um other youtubers and twitch streamers would not be doing what they would be doing if it wasn't for this game whether or not they played it this game did a lot for nintendo also (laughs) yeah this is i mean this is this is this is hands down the most important game of the 1980s yeah i would argue is the most important game of the 20th century I still need to. Uh, I was trying to learn how to speed run it, and uh, you'd be surprised to know it's very difficult. Oh yeah. Uh, but I want to get back into it. It just, you know, it takes a lot of time mm-hmm. to to chip away at it. But uh, I gotta get my time down. I think my quickest is like eight minutes, which yeah. is not quick at all. Or six. I think I did, I did six. That's. I mean, the world record's four yeah. something. So nowhere close to that. Anyway, thanks for watching the backlog, guys. Uh. Go to the playlist, watch some more, or yeah. go to a, come to a podcast live like these guys. Yeah, sometimes cool you can kids watch it live. Uh, goodbye. Bye. But not you. you. Yeah, don't actually leave. I mean, leave if this was the backlog clip out. But like, if you're watching this live on twitchtv slash or youtubecom podcast, stay. Please don't leave me. <laughs> Uh, all right, next up, developers' concern over the future of Apple Arcade. Oh, yes. Uh, what'd you do to it? I just moved it down. Okay, there it is. Uh, I saw this, like, today and, like, felt this is something we need to talk about. I uh, grabbed my Apple Arcade sometime last week because one of the winners of the... Oh, wait, I was on the podcast. One of the winners of the Dice Awards? Yes. Dice Awards? Yes. Was uh, What the Car? Oh, yeah. And I pull out my phone, I download it, and I've been playing it. It's awesome. Oh, nice. I, I like uh, those nice. games. Yeah. So, 
Uh, keep playing it because it a, num right there. a number of developers have expressed uncertainty over the future of Apple Arcade. Okay, that's sad. Uh, speaking to MobileGamer.biz, uh, sources voice concerns about Apple's game subscription service in the wake of the iPhone maker reportedly canceling projects, cutting developer payouts, and turning its back on original mm -hmm. games. Uh, during the first few years of the service, uh, after the service launched in 2019, uh, it's claimed that upfront payments for Apple Arcade games were high enough that most titles were profitable from day one, but these have since been cut. Bonus per play payments uh, were also originally said to be very generous, but these reportedly started falling in late 2020 and have continued to do so in years since. We're going to see the amount and, uh, we're going to see the amount and decrease and decrease and decrease until it's pennies, one developer said. Uh, at that point, putting a game on arcade starts to become uh, much less viable. One source claimed Apple canceled a shitload of projects and pissed off a lot of people as part of a service reboot in 2021. A strategy shift has seen Apple largely stop greenlighting original games for arcade, it's claimed. Instead, it's now almost exclusively commissions family-friendly licensed titles based on popular IP. Uh, some developers who met uh, Apple to discuss putting their games on the service said that they were left confused by Arcade's direction. One reportedly said it had the smell of death around it, while others told the site, I got the sense that they really didn't know where they were going with it at all, um, almost like they were unsure if, they, if they'd have jobs at the end of it. However, another source claimed Apple was considering rebooting the service in, an, in the face of Netflix's entry into game subscription space. And others said that they had positive experiences of working with Apple on Arcade, with one saying the service had made premium games viable on mobile. I'm not surprised. I think this is just a, an extension of the whole games industry uh, feeling it this year. <sighs> yeah, but at the same time, like, Apple is, like, not... They're, like, separate from the games. They're, like on a whole nother level they theoretically should be because yeah. it's different enough but they're not i th the games industry uh is heavily tied to mobile gaming right it's a big huge part of the game yeah. industry that we often forget about i think this has more to do with apple's push towards more triple a experience on mac os and bringing that over to the iphone with the resident evil 4 um, and Village being on both Mac and iPhone, Death Stranding coming to Mac. Um, I don't, I don't know about that. I I, I think that those are uh, it's posturing. This is showboating. They they, right. they they they've been doing that for years. They just always they pick one developer. They say here's a bunch of money. Put your shit on on Mac so we can have it in one keynote a year. You know, and then they do that. These are. It's just, it just smells like what the rest of the games industry has been doing for the past year. See, to me, it's a little different. What I'm trying to say is they're shifting focus away from Apple Arcade, which mm -hmm. was a subscriber-based system that focused on mobile-only games or mobile-first games, and moving more towards a traditional AAA gaming experience. Are you saying that Apple Arcade in the future will include... Are you saying they're trying to homogenize everything? Like no, Game I'm passes? saying that they're taking resources that would have gone to Apple Arcade and moving it over to a more traditional AAA style of game development oh. to the detriment of Apple Arcade. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how well Apple Arcade did for them. I They don't seem to really... I mean, I don't know. I haven't... When, when they first announced Apple Arcade, they were going nuts for it. I mean, it was a great premise. They were higher quality games. I like it. Yeah. I still like it. Yeah, I it had great games on it. It had good deals. They were higher quality games. There were no ads on it. There weren't microtransactions. Pretty you, much everything I want to play on the phone is on Apple Arcade. Yeah. Whenever I hear about a cool phone game, it's on Apple Arcade yeah. and I just download it. Yeah, there, there was a higher tier of game that was available for it. And you could play it on your computer. You could play it on Apple TV. You know, and, and you had a variety of ways to play them on it. But it was all, they were always still just mobile games. Yeah. You know? And I think Apple now, the fact that they're doing they're all their own silicon and everything is pushing them towards making all their stuff much more powerful. And they want games that showcase that. I still think it just seems like they're just doing layoffs like the whole rest of the industry is doing. Just in a different way. They're not paying developers who develop for. Yeah. 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 It's their own type of layoff because they're not structured like a you know traditional right. game company. Um, I don't know what their stance is on those AAA experiences uh, because, again, for years they act like they're interested, but they kind of pussyfoot around it. You know, they don't they don't like yeah go whole hog into the AAA game development. Every time you think that they're going to, it's always like, you know, it lasts for like a few months, yeah, and then that ends. I thought. You know, with, you know, Resident Evil and Assassin's Creed and Death Stranding and whatnot coming to Mac with the M1, uh, with the M series of chips, that was like Apple's most serious attempt at getting into gaming. And it's been a while since Resident Evil launched on Mac. And I don't think, you know, we haven't heard what the next game is or the next game. You know, it's sort of just stopped. Yeah. Is Resident Evil 7 on, uh, on, Mac? I think only four and eight are, which is weird. Wait, which one? What's Village? Village is eight. Eight. Yeah. Okay. I started that okay. on my phone. Okay. Can I finish that on my MacBook? I think you can. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Although I don't think I bought it. I think I just played the demo. Okay. I have it on Xbox. I should play that next. It's $40. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, well, why am I surprised? It's a full AAA game. Mm-hmm. I also have Resident Evil, Resident Evil Four. Just the cloud. It just says download. Yeah. So I can just. I guess. I guess I probably bought that. Yeah. Oh, it probably count. It's all your same account. So when you bought it on the phone. I know, but I was. They have demos. Yeah. To, to I guess just to see if it's gonna run good on your on mm-hmm. your device. Maybe I bought Resident Evil Four and I didn't buy the Village because I just played the demo. Whatever. Now, Village, I have on PlayStation because they gave me a code and, then right. I, and I forgot about it. <laughs> and it's VR. That's why they gave me the code because it's VR. Wait, right. is the VR version, is it? Do I have both? I think so. Might want to double check that. Okay. Uh, all right. So I hope Apple Arcade doesn't go away because I, yeah. I, I, like, I like that service. All right, let's talk about, oh, the Pokemon Presents. Remember yeah. her? Uh, that was today. I just watched it. Well, when I woke up, I went right to uh, Nintendo Life and saw the the breakdown. Uh-huh. And then I went right to the new game trailer. Uh-huh. And then I 
fucked right off. Yeah. I just like I didn't watch it live. I caught the recap later and it's just like, okay. I just watched the 12 minute Pokemon just presents now. just now. Yeah. Gotta say, love how it's formatted because it's just like, hello, I'm so and so from the Pokemon company. Mm-hmm. Here is a well better dressed other guy from the Pokemon company. <laughs> and then he goes, Hey, I'm the better dressed guy from the Pokemon yeah. company. Here are our announcements. And they just say all of the announcements. Yeah. And then randomly in the middle of it, the guy shows up again and he goes, Hey, here's more. And he literally just goes, here's more announcements. And then they cut back <laughs> to the more announcements. All right. So here's what you got. New terror raid events in Scarlet and Violet starting tomorrow. Cool. Um, today was not only the first Pokemon presents no. of the year. Okay. No. Okay. Uh, Pokemon <laughs> Horizons. This series collab- uh, collaboration event starts next week in Pokemon Go. Um, Pokemon trading card game goes to mobile. This is cool. I'm surprised this wasn't done sooner. Yeah. I played the Pokemon trading card game, the the digital game, Uh uh, a few years ago. And it's fun. It's really good. But I had to play it on iPad, I think. Uh, It was not on... You can play it on the computer, I think, but they they did not have a mobile version. Right. And I felt like it, it would be way cooler on mobile oh, because yeah. then you can take it anywhere with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I might actually download this and play this because yeah. uh, it's a fun game. And now you can also trade the the digital cards that you have with other people, which I yeah. think is going to open up a weird, a weird market yeah. for people. Oh, 100%. Uh, so yeah, I... That's the most exciting thing in this whole thing to me is having the trading card game in a mobile format. Yeah. Uh, and last, uh, new Pokemon Legends game is out next year. Uh, Pokemon Legends Z to A. Yeah. So I, I need to pull up a, a, the actual trailer for this. Yeah. Um, um, so people like Pokemon Legends Arceus? Is, yeah. is that the game they wanted? People like pokemon legends arceus it's so this is taking place in the region it's gonna say the region in a second it's the region that is in pokemon x and y luminous city Lumin, Lum, luminous luminous city uh cool i don't know if people like that i don't know if right. that's the, the the thing people are into uh what's notable about this trailer to me is that there is absolutely no gameplay or or in-game footage mm-hmm. at all uh i don't know maybe that's a thing that pokemon usually does but to me it seems like this might be a switch to situation and they just don't want to tip people off but at the same time i don't think anybody's gonna look at this even if it is a switch to situation it's probably not gonna look good no because it's probably pokemon gonna, company. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah it says it's coming out next year so it's very possible it's a switch to thing that's another thing. Yeah, at the very end, it says 2025. Yeah. So that's why I'm thinking it's a Switch 2 thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. I was not crazy about Arceus. Right. Arceus was pretty close to a Pokemon game that I might be interested in. Yeah. Uh, but there's a lot that I would have liked to have seen different. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they do that with this one. Maybe. Because uh, I think it was... a closer step in the right direction right. than some of their previous games especially scarlet and violet was a huge step back yeah. after after the legends games so i don't know i'll have to see uh when this comes out i'll have to see yeah. what's so different about it but i can't imagine them 
fixing all of my problems with Pokemon with this one game. But I'm glad it's Arceus. I mean, I gl I'm glad it's a Legends game and not uh, the next the next thing. And I'm man. glad it's 2025. Yeah, I think they that might actually mean they're taking some time yeah. off. That that's uh, thank God. <laughs> and I'm sure they've been working on this for a while. Right. Um, but that was the whole Pokemon presents. Yeah. My heart goes out to all the Pokemon YouTubers who have to make months of content with what they <laughs> Based just on saw. that. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on, we got War Machine with seven months. Thank you. And we got Nintendo with 13 months. The, the card game pocket looks like a much more premium experience than tra the card game live, the current the card game client for mobile. Oh. So it is on mobile? Am I having a piss? Uh, I, I mean, guess. I can just look. I can just pull my phone out. What it, what's the what did they announce then? I think it's just a new version of the app. I thought wait, hold on. All right. Uh Pokemon Trading Card Game Pocket is what they announced. Mm -hmm. It will allow you to collect virtual Pokemon cards in addition to battling with your friends. Um, it is a collaboration between the Pokemon Company, the Pokemon Trading Card uh, creators at Creatures Inc. and uh, DNA. The current game is Pokemon TCG Live. Okay. Which is what he just said. Yeah. And it looks like the same thing. <laughs> so maybe the whole basis of my excitement is wrong. <laughs> Yeah, like, what's the difference? Oh, people are saying it's really bad. Okay. All right, so maybe this is them trying again. Yeah. Also, the big thing is the game will take place in region based off France. Oh, for the... For the... For the Legends new... game. Right. And since Scarlet and Violet region is based off of Spain, it makes sense it'd come out soon. Okay. Oh, okay. Now, people are saying the new card game app looks better than the old card game okay i didn't even know that there was a i remember though when did that game cut when did that app come out because i remember years ago when i wanted to play the card game i wasn't able to do it on my phone for some yeah. reason or am i thinking of hearthstone hearthstone took a while to come out on the <laughs> phone for some reason card games don't want to be on the phone for some reason all right anyway we're moving on yes uh sony testing playstation vr 2 uh on pc Oh, yeah. Uh, Thank God. Yeah. The PlayStation VR 2 headset is designed to work exclusively with a PS5, but the company is now testing out support for PC. While the original PSVR headset got an unofficial support uh, for PC, Sony now says it's working on allowing PSVR 2 owners to connect the headset to a PC gaming rig. We're pleased to share that we are currently testing the ability for PSVR 2 players who access additional games on PC to offer even more game variety in addition to the PSVR 2 titles available on PS5, Sony said in a blog post. Uh, we... We hope to make this support available in 2024, so stay tuned for more updates. Up until now, Sony has been dodging questions about getting the PSVR 2 uh, headset working on PC. Uh, we asked Sony about PSVR 2 support on PC a year ago, but the company would only say the PSVR 2 was created for the PS5. Um, when tested on a PC last year, it was picked up as a second screen by Windows, but Steam VR did not recognize the headset. Modders have been trying to get the PSVR 2 working on PC ever since it launched, with iVRY attempting to reverse engineer the hardware. Uh, the Verge reached out to Sony to clarify what exactly additional uh, access to additional games on PC means and whether the support will be limited to certain games 
uh, update uh, accordingly. I hope it's not limited to certain games. Uh, yeah. So, notable people said that this would be this would make the PlayStation VR two a lot more worth it, but uh, the PlayStation VR one uh, doesn't work well with a PC. There's like some yeah. weird shit you have to do to like work. Or, they, Sony does not let you use it on a PC. No. There's some workarounds, but it's do like third party. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't work right. right. Um or it's extremely difficult to do or something like mm -hmm. that. PlayStation VR 2 seems to be worse. Uh so it's very good that Sony is acknowledging it and saying they will fix it in the future. Yeah. Probably because they didn't sell any. Yeah. And honestly, mine's just been sitting in a closet and I will break it out when they when they make it work on the PC. Yeah. Because I would much rather use the PlayStation VR on a PC than on my PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'd much rather use the PlayStation VR than my Oculus Quest 2 because it's a little better. Yeah. It's, it's, it's got better tech yeah. in it. Yeah, no, this this makes all the sense in the world to do. I think because, yeah, like you said, it's not selling very well, so they have to do something with this very expensive headset that they just put out. Yeah. Um, and it'll be a lot more worth it as yeah. a headset that works with the PC. Because they're, e they're, not, the price that they they're not supporting it on PlayStation 5, yeah. like the system they designed it for, like games have pretty much stopped being made for it. Sony doesn't really advertise it that much anymore. They they showed it in the state of play, but it was like two games, and it was done really quickly. Ah, the Verge. I gotta figure out how to mute that. So yeah, this is this was the only logical step that they could take, and I'm glad they're doing it rather than just shutting down. I think Sony has the last couple of newses I've heard from Sony is good news of them being more open to other platforms. Yeah. They're, they're sitting at the, in, in previous generations, Sony would sit at the top on their high horse and they'd say, no, we're not playing nice because we hold the market share. Yeah. And now they're sitting on their high horse being like, we you might be able to benefit from. Well, I think because they're, they're starting to feel the effects of, you know, the economy right now, you know, PlayStation five sales have slowed PlayStation VR sales have cratered. They're restructuring how games are developed. They canceled a lot of projects recently. They laid off like a, like an 8% of their whole workforce today. So they, they need revenue stream coming in. I guess they're, they're feeling that being a walled garden isn't working anymore. Yeah. Like it used to. They have to open things up. Yeah. All right. Let's plot through the rest of this. Right. We got Suicide Squad. Uh, that's not surprising at all. Suicide Squad yeah. falls short of expectations. Yeah. I'll just jump to the, see if I can find the actual quote. Uh, speaking during the financial call, Warner Brothers Discovery Chief Financial Officer Gunnar Winsfeld uh, admitted. Cool name. Yeah. Uh, Rockstar's game hadn't gone, hadn't done the business the company had hoped for since uh, going on sale February 20th, saying it had fallen short of expectations. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery failed to mention the sales figures for Rockstar's game for Rocksteady's game, but did say, "This game makes me sick." They <laughs> did say Suicide Squad's failure had set up the company's games business for a tough year-on-year -year comparison. Last year, Warner Brothers Discovery released Hogwarts Legacy, which went on to become the best-selling game of 2023. This year, Suicide Squad, one of our key video game releases in 2024, has fallen short of our expectations since its release earlier in the quarter, setting our games business up for a rough year-over-year -year comp in Q1. Uh, I think 
anybody could have told you a mile away that this game wasn't gonna be good yeah we were looking at it up until release and we were like something's fucked up with this game yeah and like it coming out and like proving everybody right that it was just another by the numbers life service game you know with you know basic mechanics and random uh item grinding and you know swapping out it's just it I feel like this was not the game they wanted to make. This was the game they had to make. Yeah, someone was making them make this game. I think that's why the original like Rocksteady founders left to go form their own studio because they couldn't deal with this anymore. It's a cool concept because it's different than what uh, you would traditionally think from a DC Comics game, you know? Because you're playing as a villain. That's really yeah. the only thing. It, yeah, it, the idea of a Suicide Squad game isn't the problem. The idea yeah. of a Suicide Squad game as a online-only live service game is yeah. the problem. Yeah, and it's a shame that they had yeah. to kind of botch it like that because now they're they're not gonna these studios are not gonna let the creatives take risks like that. Yeah, what's gonna happen is they're gonna know, be like, oh, nobody bought it because this is your plan is the villains. Yeah, <laughs> nobody nobody bought it, so we're gonna we're gonna shut down. We're gonna lay off half of Rocksteady. And, do do Batman they, again. They got one more game to do well. Otherwise, we're going to shut shut the, the whole Batman studio down. The Batman ones were good. You should make a fifth Batman one. I think... I heard this rumor online. And I think I think I believe it. This game... I believe this game was supposed to be a Superman game. Because okay. it takes place in Metropolis. Yeah. And, like, you know, the whole thing's outside. So flying around as Superman makes more sense than... It could be a test for a future Superman game. I could see that. Yeah. But I think at some point, they... It had to become a live service game. Mm -hmm. So they swapped over to Suicide Squad because Suicide Squad had movies. Superman hasn't had a movie in a long time. That David Zasloff said that. There's no been no Superman movie since Superman Returns. He said that. He knows what he's doing. That's not that's not that's true not in true. the slightest. <laughs> um But yeah, so something happened where they had to change over to Suicide Squad because that's popular with the kids, you know, and then we got we got this nonsense. That's a shame. Yeah. I uh, can't wait to watch all the cutscenes on YouTube. Yeah, I still haven't done that. Uh, PS3 system software update. Yeah, wow. that's right. The PS, uh, an update for the PlayStation 3 was released on uh, February 27th, 2024. Um, then it tells you how Did to I? download the update. What does it do? You have to literally put it on... Wait. No, you can either download it or you can download it to a thumb drive and oh, then okay. update it through there. Um, it doesn't say... Anything. Oh, here it goes. Uh, this is version 4.9.1. Uh, the system software update improves uh, system performance. Oh, thank God! It's a stability update. Thank God, we needed system stability yeah. update for when did that come out? Two thousand and six. God help us! Yeah, fuck, two thousand and six. Eighteen years ago. God. Oh, they're still supporting it, which is nice. Uh, lastly. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I only put this here. I wasn't going to put this here, but like I kept seeing it pop up and people were showing me it. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Arcade Wrath of the Mutants is announced for PS5, Xbox, uh, PS4, Switch, and PC. Publisher Game Mill Entertainment and developers Raw Thrills and uh, Cradle Games have announced the arcade beat em up Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Wrath of the Mutants for modern systems available April 23rd for $30. Um, Wrath of the Mutants is a port of the Ninja Turtles arcade game released by Raw Thrills in 2017. Features four-player local co-op play and television uh, show voice actors Seth Green, Sean Astin, Robert Paulson, and Greg Sipes reprising their roles as the four turtles. 
In addition to the arcade game, six stages and 13 boss fights, the home release adds three new stages and six new boss fights. Oh, I remember this arcade game. Yeah. This was good. Yeah. It was uh, it was cool to see a modern Teenage Mutant Turtles arcade game based on the then current TV show, the 2012 Nickelodeon show, which was an excellent show. Um, so it's interesting that we're actually oh, yeah. getting... We're, it's kind of outdated by now. Yeah, it's outdated by now. But I mean, we're getting fucking games based on the '87 cartoon. That's even more outdated. I, Why not this version? This is great because there's just no reason for them to support this. Yeah. <laughs> it's just good that they're giving it that they're giving it up. I am. I am concerned. It's good for preservation. Yeah. Yes, I am concerned. However, and nobody's bringing this up. The publisher is Game Mill, and they were the publisher behind that King Kong game from last year. Oh. Yeah. oh, this is a, this is a poor job, right? I they, come but, on, they but gotta, I mean, they can't fuck that up. There have been bad poor jobs. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, we're gonna do this. Quit all right. Quit of the week. Quit of the week. I think you put one in. I here. put one in here. Okay. Oh, this one requires audio. Hold on. Oh yeah. Oh, we might get demonetized for this because it's The Simpsons. Grandpa once argued in front of the Supreme Court? No, sorry. Not a chance. I mean, it's true. It was back in 1998. The this thing, the tweet says it's from Tanuki Joe. Oh, I should have read that yeah. first. I mean, <laughs> nothing made me feel older than when Grandpa Simpson's olden days now being 1990. Oh, God, help yeah. us. Would you guess? I mean, it's true. It was back in 1998. Oh, boy. That, oh, Jesus. That hurts most of all because I still have fondly remember back when The Simpsons were good and he would, like, make up years, like, you know, fighting in World War II or, uh, you know, he had to think back to 19 Dickety 2. They had to call it Dickety because the Kaiser took the name for 20 and we <laughs> tried to get it back for him, but we lost our breath after the Dickety 6 block. Oh, God help us. Yeah. I put one in uh, just now. It's by Titles in Media, and it's uh, from the new Dune movie, and it's it's a quote from the Dune movie. It says, okay. Paul, you're not ready to join the Freeman, the Fremen? You need yeah. to contribute more. Chani, that's not fair. I'm Dune my part too. <laughs> Get it? Yeah. My favorite is um, what's his name from Office Space? Is like I'm excited for Dune Two, man. Dune Two chicks at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're talking to you guys. Yes, real quick. Let's start with people who left comments on last week's Wolf Den Podcast over on our YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash Wolf Den Podcast. Podcast. Woo. We got Kodo Kestis who says I started watching this while waiting in the queue for Helldivers Two. Just finished the podcast. I'm still in the queue did they ever fix that no <laughs> they fixed it so that now instead of the loading screen you get no screen <laughs> they claim that they fixed it i gotta be honest i've never had a problem getting it to hell right. too i think once it took a little longer than i expected but it was still like less than five mm -hmm. minutes and that was it okay. oh i did have i i take that all back I was playing a mission with fried biscuits uh -huh. and we were almost done with the mission. It was a hard mission uh -huh. and the server crashed, kicked us out and made us restart the mission. Ouch. That pissed me off. Yeah. But otherwise I've been fine. I, I honestly though, most of the time I'm playing it like in like the middle of the night. So mm -hmm. seven says, uh, thanks for having the podcast on Tuesdays so we can get, 
so we can have a Nintendo Direct on a Wednesday. No problem. Yeah, that's what we do. Elmof says Mario Golf RPG for the Mario for the for the Game Boy was the best one. I've heard that is. I still haven't played game. it. Yeah, still haven't played it, but I gotta play it. Moonam one says with all the anti-corporation talk, it sounds like Bob wants to join the workers' revolution. Welcome to the cause, comrade. <laughs> we do talk a lot about uh, the 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 perils of democracy. I I think because like we're we're in the worst. Yeah, we're seeing the worst effects of yeah. democracy right yeah. now. Not and, democracy necessarily. Capitalism, capitalism specifically. is what I yeah. mean. Capital. I'm sorry, we were just talking about hell divers. Yeah. so I'm saying <laughs> democracy a lot. Um. We're seeing the worst effects of capitalism right now just as a whole, but yeah. also it's heavily affecting the games industry. Yeah. Uh, these big corporations who have all of the power is becoming a problem. Yeah. Who would have thought? Blackbird says they should have some they should have saved some money on Spider-Man 2 production by firing whoever made most of the costume designs. Three out of four of the costumes in the game are ugly as fuck. Whenever there's a game with a lot of costumes, they're not all gonna be great. I do think uh, they bring up a good point because, like, Spider-Man 2, the, the best alternative costumes in the game are clearly the ones from the comics mm -hmm. or the movies. Yeah. Because, like, the ones that are original to the game, like, are... They're your typical video game over-designed, like, super intricate and detailed, and they just wind up looking terrible. I, you know? I think that... Especially, I feel especially bad for Miles Morales because he only has, like, four costumes outside of the game normally. I think that those are situations where you have to take a lot of risks and make things that are really different, mm -hmm. and they're mostly gonna be bad and, yeah. <laughs> until, or sub, or extremely subjective. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, that's it for last week. Yes. Now we're, now we're in the the chats plural. Um. Uh, Dark type with 100 bits. Thoughts on the rumored Mandalorian game in development? We talked about that last week. We did talk about yes. it last week. Topic last week. I'm, yeah. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Hopefully it's good. It's being by the Titanfall team. So I'm excited for a lot of the Star Wars stuff. I think Star Wars has some decent looking games. Yeah. Slated. Even though I haven't played much of Fallen Order at all. I'm very behind. Um... Will, who would win? Batman versus Wolverine with no prep. I'm going to say Batman. Yeah. Anytime you say Batman versus anybody, it's going to be it Batman. It's usually Batman. Yeah. Also, I don't think Wolver Wolverine, like his thing is like, he's, what's his tagline? It's like the best. I'm the best of what I do and what I do isn't very nice. Somebody actually like, I, f I forgot what article it was, but they went through everything that Wolverine is quote unquote the best at and found other superheroes who were better than him at that. I remember that. And one of them was being a loner brooding guy. Yeah. And Batman's better at. No, ba no, oh, no, no. Oh. It was being a loner brooding guy. And they said. Who isn't actually a loner. Yeah. And Batman was and better. Batman at... is even better at being a loner. That's not actually a loner. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think Wolverine's problem is that he can regenerate, so he just doesn't need to win. Yeah, he could just come back. He just keeps coming. He'll yeah. just come back later. So yeah, he has no incentive to to try too hard. But mm -hmm. Batman could actually die. Yeah, so he doesn't want to do that. Mm -hmm. So he's gonna try everything he can to not do that. Yeah, I mean the Punisher has beaten Wolverine. The Punisher is not very smart. Right. So 
Edward really wants to talk to you. Okay. So, Will, what is your take on um, deeming around the Pokemon Direct? It was deemed around gold and silver and crystal leaning into the rumors of Let's Go Gold and Silver remake. But we ended up with a, we ended up with Squat and the Direct. And this reminded me of a lot of Quicksilver controversy from the Marvel WandaVision. Felt like the company was just leading us on a wild goose chase. I have never heard anything about gold and silver being hinted at by the Pokemon company. I, I think this goes back to what we said last week. People get like hyped up about the Pokemon directs thinking like we're going to get the next mainline versions of the game and that they're going to announce like all the games coming to switch online or whatever and the pokemon presents are always about everything involving pokemon not just the games but the toys the t-shirts the mobile apps other games in the franchise yeah. cartoon the movie like it encompasses everything about pokemon and video games are not you know the main thing that pokemon does anymore i, I think that People just got in their own heads and they wanted let's go yeah. gold and silver. And uh they were trying to find anything to, you know, yeah, validate their own thoughts. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. Cool socks, Bob. Thanks, dude. It's <laughs> it's cool lemons. Can't see them. I got cool lemons on my socks. Those are some cool lemons. Will, what was your favorite arcade to visit as a kid? Favorite cabinet to spend those quarters on? Uh, I mean, we had that Nathan's that had all the arcade games growing up. The building is still there, but I don't know what's in there anymore. I think it's still an arcade. Well, not an arcade. It's like a weird play place thing. Yeah. So that was the best one. It was Fun Zone. It was Fun... Yes? Yes. Yeah, it was Fun yes, Zone. Yes, Fun Zone. It was Fun Zone, and it had a Nathan's in it. Yeah um that was the best it had it had a good commercial yeah it had i know something fun we could do or something <laughs> and they like it sucked yeah. into the tv hold on kids <laughs> um it had i mean it had all your classics it had street fighter 2 it had the mortal Kombat. it had the star wars arcade game you almost beat the shit out of a kid in there i did i did that's what you get <laughs> um that was a good one that oh no i almost beat the shit out of a kid in there one of us almost beat you the got pushed by a kid and then i was like three you got pushed by a kid and then i pushed him back and i said don't push my brother and then, <laughs> and then they, they got then we got broken up there you go yeah anyway uh now all of the arcades yeah i used to go to fun zone a lot it was on route 110 oh god <laughs> <laughs> uh Bob, are you modding that GameCube soon? No. Would you do a new shell on it too? Uh, I'm waiting for my new shell to come in. I ordered it two years ago. I'm not doing it anytime soon, but I am. In, I'm still interested in it. In my, in yeah. my, I should just buy the parts and then keep it around. And then when I'm when I run out of ideas, I'll I'll do it. This week's video is going to be on the Switch because it's been seven years, and it's kind of just me ranting about how I don't play my Switch anymore. Mm -hmm. That's the whole video. I hope you enjoy it. Please like and subscribe. Uh, also, I just, I've been doing a lot of emulator videos, and I, I, I'm trying to space it out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. There's just not a lot of Nintendo Switch stuff to talk about. Remember, I used to do only Nintendo Switch yeah. stuff, and now there's just nothing to talk about. Anyway. And I gotta stop talking about emulators, because eventually I'm gonna get sued by fucking yeah. Nintendo. <laughs>
Um. Anyway. Uh. I guess that's it. Uh, the Switch has become a barren desert. Yeah. What do you did anybody? Is everybody here on the same page about the Switch? I mean, I know you don't play the Switch anymore. You haven't touched that thing in a while. Well, no. I, I got. I played um, Sonic Superstars on it because I got it for Christmas on Switch. Oh, right. right so I right. played that. But outside of that, like, yeah. I should probably turn it off because it's still in sleep mode. Oh, it's dead. <laughs> no, oh, it's, I have it in the dead. dock. Oh, okay. Uh, do a Switch Lite screen swap? Uh, I can't. Uh, I think Taki Udon is making those screens and he hasn't released them yet. What would be the, the update to it? OLED. Oh, okay. Because everybody just loves OLED. Yeah. Bob, when are you going to just hack your Switch, man? I think it's time the people want it. Uh, now never, because they're going <laughs> to sue me. No, I, I have the uh, the MIG Switch coming to me sometime. I'll do mm-hmm. a video on that. Just, I mean, may, maybe I'll fuck around with hacking the Switch one day again. Yeah. Because I did uh, the Android one, and that sucked. But I'm sure it's gotten a lot better now. Uh, anyway... Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching us. Thank you for chatting with us. As always, the Wolfden Podcast is every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on twitch.tv slash Wolfden. If you can't make the show for any reason at all, we always put up as an archive version over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Wolfden Podcast. So you can go and check us out over there on demand whenever you want. If you prefer to listen to us rather than watch us, you can do that as well because we're also an audio podcast on any and every podcast service, including Apple Podcasts, YouTube Podcasts, Spotify, audible.com apparently but no matter where you get the show from folks please be sure to subscribe rate and review us because that helps us with placement on all those respective platforms i'll hopefully have a video on thursday uh i will also be streaming on thursday probably um and that's all i gotta say go go sit go say hello to aj uh i see you later thanks for being here appreciate you Bye. Bye.